Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Have you heard about ChatGPT yet? There are a lot of nervous people, even here at Mamma Mia. After this AI technology went public, mimicking human dialogue so accurately that many can't tell the difference between something written by the AI and written by an actual human. We tested a few bits in the office and we were like, write an article like Mia Friedman on this and it mimics their style. Like if you've got anything published on the internet under a certain byline and it fully tries to mimic you, it's terrifying. Today, we're talking about the incredible advancements in artificial intelligence and how they're becoming so advanced, they're starting to blur the lines between human and machine. But first, a news headlines for Tuesday, January 31. The man who admitted to abducting four-year-old Cleo Smith from a campsite in WA in 2021 has been convicted of obstructing police officers. The 37-year-old faced court yesterday where he was convicted and fined $1,000 for obstructing the efforts of police in the hours after his arrest. The court told he was being led down a corridor in the detention area of the Carnarvon Police Station when he pushed past the officers, picking up a police shield, using it to hit one of the officers. The man was asked if he could explain his actions to the court, to which he replied it was a confusing time. Lachlan Murdoch has been given the green light to sue the chairman and the CEO of online publication Crikey after alleging they are the website's guiding minds. The federal court justice allowed Fox Corporation to expand the case against Crikey publisher Private Media by also suing chairman Eric Beecher and CEO Will Hayward. Lawyers saying when they initially filed the defamation case against the publication last year, they didn't realise the two heads of the business would interfere as much as they did in the editorial process. Murdoch is suing the organisation over an alleged defamatory opinion piece by political editor Bernard Keane that was taken down and then reposted in August, accusing Murdoch of being a co-conspirator to former President Donald Trump being an unhinged traitor, conveying a meaning that he illegally conspired with Trump to incite the murderous mob who marched on the Capitol building on January 6. A prominent Indigenous leader in WA has been charged with importing almost two kilos of a drug into Japan. Donna Nelson's family claims she's the victim of a romance scammer, enticed to go on the international trip by a man she met on a dating app who promised to pay for everything if she brought his luggage, not realising she was actually being groomed to become a drug mule. Japanese authorities have not released details of exactly what drug she was allegedly caught carrying, but have charged her with violating the stimulants control and customs laws. 
from tomorrow, Australian workers will be able to access their full pay while on domestic and family violence leave. The new laws, which come into effect on Wednesday, give full-time, part-time and casual workers up to 10 days of paid leave, which will not appear on a payslip for privacy reasons. Workplace Relations Minister Tony Burke saying it was important that those facing violence, particularly women, were given the opportunity to leave an abusive relationship without suffering financially. Social Services Minister Amanda Rishworth says employers also play an important role and that the connection of work and the payment of wages is important in keeping stability in the lives of those experiencing violence when they're attempting to leave that situation. Former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson claims that Vladimir Putin told him back in February, I don't want to hurt you, but with a missile, it would only take a minute. The threat reportedly came after Johnson visited Kiev in an attempt to show Western support of Ukraine amid growing fears of a Russian assault. Johnson recalled that he'd warned Putin there would be tougher sanctions if he went ahead with an invasion and that it would lead to more NATO, not less. The claims have been made in a new documentary, Putin versus the West. Johnson saying the threat from the Russian leader was given with an air of detachment, like he seemed to be just playing along with any attempts to get him to negotiate. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. Part of the introduction to today's episode was written by AI, artificial intelligence. It was created using the language model known as ChatGPT, which is able to generate text that is almost indistinguishable from that written by a human, like that sentence, which it also wrote. Katie Stowe, Mamma Mia's evening editor, heard about ChatGPT and decided to put it to the test, asking it to write how it thought the finale of The Bachelors would go. She says the results were not what she expected. I think I kind of thought it would be like a dodgy chatbot, like ones that you speak to with customer service staff or like funny little like giffy kind of ones that churn out nonsense or like computer talk. I didn't think it would have coherent sentences or structure or know that much about Australian culture, which is what I tested it with, with The Bachelor. And the results were pretty scary. She says the process was incredibly easy and the results came through fast. You just sign up to make a free account. It's free at the moment. I'm sure it won't be forever. But then once you're in, you literally just send them a message of instruction. So there could be something as simple as write me a story about a dog catching a ball. But obviously I wanted it to try and recap a Bachelor finale. And so I gave it as much detail as I thought it would need in terms of like the names of characters in it and what I sort of wanted from the recap. So I think the sentence was something along the lines of, I want you to write a recap of a Bachelor finale where Jed, Felix and Thomas are picking between, insert six women's names, (laughs) and Osha is very intrigued by the drama. I reckon there's probably like a 0.5 second pause before it starts writing beautiful copy about what this finale was going to be like. And it was so well structured as well. Like it properly introduced the characters, laid out exactly what was happening. It had a little bit of sass, probably not as much as we would write with an original Mamma Mia recap, but it still did have some sass in there as well. Intrigued? Here's what the AI wrote about The Bachelor's finale. 
Thomas is wearing a navy blue tuxedo and Lou is wearing a beautiful long sleeve black velvet evening gown with a fitted bodice and full skirt. The dress has a high neckline and slid up the leg. Her hair is styled in a sleek bob and she wears a bold red lipstick. He tells him that he's fallen deeply in love with both of them and that his decision is one of the hardest he's ever had to make. After a heart-wrenching moment of contemplation, Thomas ultimately chooses Lou and gets down on one knee to propose. Kristen, devastated, walks away in tears as Lou accepts the proposal. Also, the sort of like final closing paragraph that it gave me was the finale ends on a dramatic note with two happy couples and one heartbroken woman. The couples are all smiles as they walk away hand in hand, ready to start their new lives together. The audience is left wondering what the future holds for them. But one thing is for sure, they will always remember the journey they took on The Bachelors. (laughs) That's written by a robot. This has huge implications for creative jobs like mine, as it raises the question of whether machines will eventually be able to take over tasks that were once thought to be the exclusive domain of humans. While this may seem like a far-off possibility, the truth is that AI is already being used in a variety of creative industries, from music composition to filmmaking, and as the technology continues to improve, it's likely that we'll see even more applications for AI in the creative field. Aussie singer-songwriter Nick Cave, whose brain brought us songs like Red Right Hand. In his coat is a red right hand. Into My Arms. Into My Arms, oh Lord. And the Kylie Minogue duet, Where the Wild Roses Grow. Has called a song generated by AI attempting to mimic his style as a grotesque mockery of what it is to be human. Fans had sent him the track created by ChatGPT, asking for him to review it, which included the chorus, I am the sinner, I am the saint, I am the darkness, I am the light, I am the hunter, I am the prey, I am the devil, I am the saviour. Cave wrote that he understands AI is in its infancy, but that that is the emerging horror of AI, that it will forever be in its infancy and will always have further to go, and the direction is always forward. Saying about the track... This song sucks. Universities and schools are also concerned about the use of AI in education. Worried students can, for example, simply ask ChatGPT to write a 5,000-word essay on any topic, which will be generated within minutes. While some states are banning access to ChatGPT in the classroom, South Australia has decided to allow it, except in relation to accessible work. Although with how human this text seems it may be hard to differentiate what has been created with it and what hasn't. Trevor Long is a technology expert, editor of technology and men's lifestyle website, EFTM.com, and host of two weekly podcasts, EFTM and Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor, this technology seems like such a big leap forward in just how human it seems. Were we expecting this? I don't think anyone was expecting ChatGPT and this style of human-like interaction at all in the coming weeks, let alone years, because like we know robots exist. We know chatbots exist. And I think, let's talk about chat quickly. That's the thing that is most remarkable here, the human-like conversation you can have back and forth with this thing, because most people be familiar with logging onto a shop website or something and it pops up on the bottom corner, can I help you? And you say, I'm looking for a TV. And it says, I understand you're looking for a TV. I mean, it's really poor conversation. You know it's a computer. Whereas this, honestly, could easily be passed off as being 
a human at the other end. It's like someone is literally writing in it. It's that natural human language that is so impressive about ChatGPT. So do we know how this technology managed this leap at this point? Like, did something happen? Was there some kind of breakthrough? How is it so damn human? I think in the end, this is about the effort that has gone into this over the years of developing it. So this is a research project that they spent years letting the computer essentially read the internet and most importantly, read human conversations like on chat forums and things like Reddit or other forums to understand how real people communicate back and forth in the language they use, as well as, you know, absorbing all the knowledge that it can on the internet, like through books and other pages. And then combining those things, the real revelation is that they've made this available to the public for free because these kind of models, this kind of artificial intelligence, I have no doubt there are several, many even models like this out there being worked on in Silicon Valley. Some of them might be being used by companies right now. Some of them might be just close to ready to release in this same way. And they're now thinking, oh, we weren't first. So we'll probably see much more of this in the months ahead. Now, you've already mentioned that we do already interact with AI quite a bit with the chatbots that we see on especially those websites where we're looking for something to buy. But just how much AI is involved in our day-to-day lives now? Look, AI is a good buzzword. When I go to a television launch, they'll often talk about how it has AI upscaling, its ability to use artificial intelligence to make a poor quality picture look like it's 8K. Now, there is a level of artificial intelligence, but in the end, that is just programming. It's just computers being coded to work out how to do something. AI, I believe this is truly the first time the general public and most people have seen actual artificial intelligence. I don't know that outside of, you know, robotics or computer programming, which we engage with on a probably daily basis in many ways, things that happen on your smartphone or AI, voice assistants like Siri or Google or Alexa, they're all a form of AI. So probably the smart assistants are the closest we've gotten thus far. Most people would argue, though, they're not that smart. So imagine putting this level of smarts into Siri. So I asked ChatGPT what the biggest issue with its use would be, and this is what it said. It said... It is possible for artificial intelligence to add to the issue of fake news by creating content that is misleading or false. AI can be trained on large amounts of text data and can generate new text that is similar in style and content. However, this technology is not advanced enough to create completely convincing fake news and it is mostly used to generate text that is similar to human-written text but is not human-written. It is important to be cautious and critically evaluate the information found online, especially information generated by AI, as it may not be entirely accurate or reliable. So, Trevor, we've already seen how destructive misleading and false information can be for humanity in politics or through things like a pandemic. Is this the biggest issue we see with using AI for things like content creation? I think it's a wise model to make that statement because in reality, that's really the risk of the internet more than AI. You know, when your kids are at school, my kids get taught not to use Wikipedia. I say to them all the time, you can use Wikipedia, you just need to learn how to cross-reference and check facts. And it's always going to be that way. With any form of computer model, ChatGPT or otherwise, you can ask ChatGPT things and it looks like it gives you an amazing answer, but actually it's got the names wrong, dates wrong. And it can get things wrong. And that's its biggest failing right now is accuracy. 
But that will change. That will get better. But it doesn't matter how accurate they say it is or they improve it. It's always going to need that human touch. Is it though? That's the question. Because my colleagues used this system to write articles for mamamia.com.au and Mm. it wrote some fairly good copy. Like it wrote great stuff, really, considering what it was asked to do. Should we be concerned that these are replacing jobs, especially creative industries, if we can get it to write things like it does? This will definitely replace jobs, but at the same time, it will create jobs. So let's use articles as an example. If you can find a model, because I don't believe ChatGPT is probably the model for everyone. I got to write an article for my website. and I didn't use it because it just clearly wasn't me. You could tell. But if I had a model that was able to know me better, learn me better, use my style, then yeah, great. But there's going to be then jobs that are essentially around the sub-editing, you know, the checking, the cross-referencing, because, I mean, I don't think a general publication is going to trust ChatGPT or any AI to do that. So where jobs are lost, I think jobs are created broadly, either in the programming of AI, you know, in a generation from now, kids of today or kids that aren't even with us today yet will be working in AI. So this is the same with all technology. Every technology has an impact on jobs in a negative way, but then also has a positive impact because someone's got to build it, someone's got to maintain it, someone's got to fix it, someone's got to check it. So yes, jobs will change, but I think jobs will be created as well. I guess really deep down, what we really want to know is when does this become sentient and when do we start living the life of the Terminator? (laughs) That's a great question. And I think it's the biggest thing. Not a lot of people are talking about that right now, I'll be honest with you, because That's the fear of people like Elon Musk around AI is that there should be some form of legislation. You think about all the governments of the world talking today about things that have been going on for 10 years. Well, you're catching up with technology very slowly. They've got to get ahead of this so that we ensure that we don't have a sentient AI that's actually going to second guess me before I even ask it things. That's what we need to worry about. Of course, AI, like ChatGPT, doesn't mean that machines will completely replace human creativity. Rather, it's more likely that AI will augment human creativity, allowing us to create things that would otherwise be impossible. But it's important that we start thinking about the ethical and societal implications of this technology now, so that we can ensure that it's used in a way that benefits everyone. So there you have it, folks. The world of AI is moving quickly, and it's important that we keep up with it. So to end today's episode, which was partly written by ChatGPT, including that very last paragraph you just heard, I thought I would ask it that Terminator question straight to its zeros and ones face. Would it become sentient one day? This is its response. It is currently not possible for ChatGPT or any other language model to become sentient. Sentience refers to the ability to have subjective experiences and consciousness, which is not something that can be created by current technology. ChatGPT is simply a machine learning model that processes and generates text based on patterns it has learned from large amounts of data. While it may seem like the model is able to understand and respond to input in a human-like manner, it is not capable of experiencing emotions or consciousness. And that sounds exactly like what something that doesn't want us to know it could become sentient one day would say. Thanks for tuning into The Quickie. I'm Claire Murphy, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, I would never say that. Thanks, ChatGPT. 
That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon. Big thanks to anyone listening who's become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos, and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. For more information, there's a link in our show notes. 